We're live. Hi, I'm Lauren Mankey, uh, and I want to talk about the content first concept. It's not a new design concept, but it is quite simple. Basically, nailing down your content before you start your web design. However, many find this difficult to implement. A new design constructed without real content may turn out looking okay, but it will never be as well thought out or as a good of a user experience than a design that's made with real content. The whole purpose of a website is to connect a user to the right content, so it seems obvious that web de designs should start with the content first. But oftentimes, designers find this a difficult thing to get their clients on board with. Uh, clients want to see something visual. They don't want to do the hard work of thinking through their content as a first step. Basically, the standard web design process of design, development, then content has us effectively creating the packaging before we know what's going to be going into it, which is backwards, right? So how do I work this content first concept into what I do every day, which is designing premium themes? Essentially, I'm designing the package first and hoping others know how to fill it. That's one of the reasons our themes at StudioPress can be used in so many different configurations. Straight out of the box, because I try and think through the dozens of content scenarios that could be there and how each of our themes will be used in as many ways as possible. I'm Lauren Mankey, and the Dragcast starts now. From the bowels of WordPress Nation, it's t t t t you know what time it is. All operators are busy at this time. Please hold. Drag. For the Dragcast. Here to talk WordPress news, events, and fizzy pop with community leaders. Ultimately letting smarter people run the show weekly. We bring you your favorite Santana alumnus, Brad Williams and Trey Armada. Sit back, folks, grab something to sip on, and get ready to press on. The Dragcast starts now. South Carolina, throw your hands up. That's right. Dreadcast is back. Dre, dude. Back and strong. South Kakalaki representing, man. It's going to be a good show. I like the intro. We're talking about uh, things like figuring out your mission before you pick the spaceship you're cruising in, right? Like, I like that. That's good. Yes. How are you, dude? I like flying. I'm great, man. I'm excited to be back. We had an uh, off week last week. I was traveling. My bad. I suck. I'm terrible. Way to go, um, sucking. Yeah, it's awful. But you can't do the drad without the Brad, right? So uh, we're back. No we're way. back at it, and we got a pretty awesome episode, which is number eighty. It's a pretty, pretty cool milestone. I think eighty. It's a round number. It's a big number. It's exciting. Yep. Twenty more till a hundred. Let's get into it. I'm excited about this I, show. Do you, so, we'll, do you think we'll really make it? I don't think we'll make it. There's no uh, way. A hundred. That's like. I mean, it seems like forever. I think by this rate, we're on target to hit episode hundred right around this time in 2017. I've done my math, right? All right, yeah. We'll be in a nursing home in episode 100. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> oh, man, we got to get into it. We got a great guest today. She is the head of Studio Press, which you might have heard of. They have a, a little framework that runs like half the internet called Genesis. Uh, <laughs> so I want to welcome Lauren to the show. Lauren, welcome to the Dradcast. Hello, hello. How's it going? It's going great. I like the use of South Kakalaki. Yeah, I totally like tore, butchered that song and made it South Carolina's own, right? <laughs> I'm going to get some hate mail. I know it's North Carolina's song. I know. I live there. I get it. Oh, uh, I didn't live there long, as you can tell. I don't have the accent. I don't think. Uh, it's great to see you, though. A little bit pre-show we were talking about. We've all met and hung out. It's been a while, though. It's been a few years since we've actually seen each other in person. Yeah, we met back in 2011 uh, at we the think. WordCamp. 
word camp San Francisco. That's what we've come up with. That's, that's our best guess. <laughs> we'll that's play, what we're going with. with that. We're going with 2011, San Fran, which I think was one of the summer ones, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice Short weather. I believe so. Yeah. 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 That was a good time. I remember that. That was a great time. So uh, I, had a, I think it was the first time we met. had fun chatting and hanging out. It was, uh, from what I remember, it was fun. <laughs> that was a while ago. Feels like an eternity. Hey, we, we don't need to bring up old stuff. Uh, you know, it it was a good time. It was great meeting you. Anything else that uh, occurred, uh, we we can leave. That. <laughs> we're leaving it at that. As so as with that, I think we got a couple people drinking on this show. So I want to know what it is you are sipping on. Hey, what you sipping on? Mr. Dre, now I know you've been hitting the hitting the uh, the mat pretty hard, getting your workout yep. on. You've been losing weight left and right, so you haven't been able to partake in in, in some uh, you know drinking activities on the show. But rumor has it that that might uh, that might not be the case tonight. Yeah, it seems the only way that I can partake in a beverage these days on uh, Dragcast is when I break something on my body. So I'm broken down right now. Um, so with that, my uh, substitute for mat time is going to be a uh, Grey Goose and Tonic this evening um, with a nice twist of lime. And it is, I got to say, delicious. I think that I'm going to have like three swigs and be completely schnockered, but it tastes good. <laughs> yeah, there is definitely a coincidence that you only seem to drink when you hurt yourself. And I'm not saying you're hurting yourself on purpose, but uh, <laughs> some people might start drunk. It's always broken. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, what are you sipping on over there? Uh, I'm trying the Westbrook Gose. I've never had it before. Um, it is from South Carolina and designed by some great designers at Fuzzco. I love the can design, so I thought I'd give it a try. It is very sour, so I think it's an acquired taste, but I like it. Oh, sour beer. That is uh, That takes guts. I'm, uh, I've, I've done sour beers before. Um, they are certainly an acquired taste. and one I'm just, <laughs> just starting to kind of understand, but they, uh, they're not bad, but you're right. It's a bit of a... Takes a few sips to get into it, I think. <laughs> the can is cool. That is quite a designer can. If anyone's watching our video, there you go. Check out that can. Nice. Um, cool. Well, I got a, a drink. This is actually a, a, a bottle I brought back on my trip to Scotland and London called Long Grow Red. It's a single malt scotch. This is kind of my splurge bottle, so I was kind of excited to to take a little nip of this. And uh, It's pretty delicious. Trey, I'll try to save you a little bit next time you decide to come visit. Thank you, sir. Maybe. I, I look forward to it. Don't wait too long. I can't make any promises. Uh, wow, so oh, I think man. this might be the first show where all three of us have been drinking in a while. Months, probably. Yes. So so cheers to that, and cheers to a great show. <laughs> salud, salud. Mm-mm. All right, well, we got a lot of topics to talk about, and we're going to learn all about Lauren and how she kind of got to where she's at, and then we'll get into kind of the more current stuff and maybe even talk about the future of Studio Press and Genesis a bit. So um, generally what we like to do on these shows, Lauren, and I know you're an avid listener and you've listened to all of our episodes, so we're going to quiz you a little bit later to make sure that's true. Um, but what we like to do is kind of step back a little bit. We, we, we have a, a, a at least a high-level sense of what you're doing now, but let's go back to where you really got into computers and kind of work our way up. So so when was that? When did you first start getting interested in computers and uh, in, in the web specifically? Um, well, back in, uh, I was in sixth grade, I designed my first website for my dad's company, um, it was 1996, and I had just gotten a copy of Front Page from him, 
Um, he got it for me for Christmas, I think. Um, and so I spent, you know, some time trying to learn that, and I made his website. It was, you know, just like some frames and not very good. Um, and he actually kept that website up until 2009. So 1996 website up until 2009. It's kind of embarrassing. Um, awesome. but That should go right in your portfolio. <laughs> right. So I guess I could say my work's been online for the last 20 years almost. Um, but uh, that was really the first um, kind of spark I got into web design. I didn't really do it a lot um, in high school. I kind of focused more on um, photography and videography. And um, I went to Carolina, uh, USC, uh, South Carolina. People say the other USC, but we're the real USC. The uh, best USC. The original, yeah. the original. Um, so uh, I majored in media arts, which is um, sort of uh, touches graphic design, photography, as well as videography, and a little bit of web design, not a lot. Um, but um, I really enjoyed that, and I um, started my company, Northbound Design, straight out of high school, and I did it on the side freelancing during college and would take design jobs and other videography, photography jobs. And so then um, it wasn't until after college when I uh, got a job at a consulting firm that I really started to design websites. Um, it was a small company that had tons of clients and I just had to do everything. I mean I had to design mail pieces, design websites, do commercials and so I just really had to learn as I went, you know, trial by fire and I started designing sites and we looked at WordPress as a CMS to do our sites and so um, we looked for freelancers to develop the sites that I was designing and the person that we came across and started using was Brian Gardner back in 2007 and so this is before Revolution and um, before Genesis and Studio Press and so Brian and I would make these sites together real quick and dirty and I design them, he develop them and we've kind of been friends ever since then and worked together in one way or another since then and so that kind of leads up into what I'm doing today because um, I helped uh, brand Genesis when it first started and when I um, started developing themes I did it on Genesis because I knew Brian so I really don't have much experience uh, or testing of other frameworks because I love Genesis so much I just started using it right away and um, I based my company around that Northbound Design we did all Genesis themes um, we did all of our development on Genesis and then um, Brian approached me several times to come on board at Copyblogger and I really enjoyed doing Northbound so I kind of pushed him off for a while and then finally the stars aligned and I was like sure I'll come on board so um, now I'm at Copyblogger. Been been here for two years and uh, head of Studio Press just recently so I was, um, that's pretty much the gamut of where I've been. That might be the most efficient um, reply getting from kind of where you started to where you're at now and <laughs> in the shortest amount of time but actually getting everything in there that was pretty awesome uh, recap of how you got to where you're at. 
Um, so thanks for that. Let's let's step back a little bit because I kind of I think it's really interesting when you talk about kind of meeting up with Brian and doing some some designs and and building some sites together in early days. And and for some of our listeners that maybe um, aren't familiar with some of the history there, um, you know, the Brian and you mentioned the Revolution theme. That's one of those. Um, uh, themes and, and designs that really kind of turned a corner for WordPress. I think a lot of people would say when it was kind of a, it was one of the the more uh, popular or even one of the maybe first magazine style themes uh, for WordPress. And this is a like you said, this is a while ago. Um, there weren't <laughs> yeah. theme shops, you know. There weren't people making premium themes. It was before all of that. Um, so maybe just a little bit before you guys met, or even right around the time you met. I mean, what type of designs were you doing? Were you still kind of doing the traditional blog layouts? blog setups where you're actually kind of getting into that magazine style a little bit more or, or working more on building sites for businesses? Um, yeah, actually we were doing, we weren't doing blog designs and we were using WordPress um, kind of before, you know, as a, as a CMS for total websites before people were really doing that. Um, That's awesome. Because, you know, we needed something quick that we could get done in a day or two. And, um, we started, you know, designing full layouts. They weren't blog layouts. So um, I think maybe, you know, when Brian started doing Revolution, you know, it was coming from that uh, kind of area of, hey, I'm developing this these websites over and over again that, that are, you know, more than just a blog. Um, yeah, we were we were doing full sites. That's cool, and this is you said this is like around two thousand seven time frame. Yeah, yeah. That's so when we started doing it. Yeah, I mean that's definitely uh, somewhat groundbreaking. I think in the sense of a lot of people weren't really using WordPress for that at all. Like nobody really was back then. You know, it was literally just a blogging platform for the you know, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, and and we we definitely less than a blogging platform. And we were just looking at, you know, ways to get up on the internet fast, and that's kind of how we started using it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and I, and I think maybe that even helped help start that movement a little bit. You know, starting to see sites out there that weren't just blogs, starting to see some different layouts that maybe people weren't really thinking WordPress could do, or even thinking to try to do it. Right? You guys were kind of a yeah, forefront I, of that. Yeah, and I think. Um, and I think even with, you know, after that, using Genesis, I try to kind of push the bounds of what people think is possible. Even with Genesis, people see some of my sites and they're like, oh, this is Genesis. You know, that nowadays it's like, oh, yeah, this is Genesis. But back when Genesis first started, people didn't think you could do with it. And it's just, uh, that's just kind of where we, we began doing that. And we, you know, just people that you could, use it in other ways. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so Brian, you know, around that time, Revolution came out, and then shortly after, um, the uh, he started up uh, Studio Press, if I remember my chain of events correctly, to kind of put a formal company around the idea of premium themes. Is that? Am I getting that right? Yeah, I think he start. Yeah, I think uh, Studio Press started in 2009, if I'm I'm remembering correctly. Um, and um, yeah, premium themes off of that, and I think Genesis was later that year, maybe, or the next year. 
Very cool. So Studio Press started. You were still kind of doing freelance. Now, were you still? Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, you had your, your freelance company, right? So were you still working pretty closely with with Brian Gardner and Studio Press, or were you kind of off doing your own thing at that point? Um, once I uh, left the company I was at and went full time with Northbound Design in 2009, and I was working with Brian some then and uh, doing some theme designs. Uh, I think I designed a lot of the um, early, early themes, and then I just sort of branched off and started doing more client work and custom sites. And when did that, so Studio Press, like you said, they kind of started selling themes, and then about, I don't know, I want to say maybe six months to a year um, after Studio Press kind of became that formal company selling themes is when Genesis um, was announced. Yeah, I think, so, it, I think it was around then. Yeah, why don't you tell our, our, our listeners, uh, you know, what Genesis is, anyone that may, may not be familiar, which it would be shocking on this show, but maybe there are a few people that don't necessarily know what Genesis is. Um, Genesis is a uh, work and is familiar with frameworks. It's, it's a parenting relationship. And just the... Um, describe it, or people have just the engine and, and Genesis, sort of the car, and then the body is the the body of the car is the child theme. Yeah, Genesis being, I would say, the most popular framework for WordPress, probably by far. Um, it is it is it has been pretty well adopted since it was first released. I know we use it a lot at Web Dev Studios. We still use it. A lot of clients on it. A lot of people loving it. Um, how how did you take Genesis when it first came out? Were you all about it? Were you into frameworks? Because I know it can take a little getting used to to kind of understand frameworks and really kind of wrap your head around it. I was all about it. I've been not creating my own uh, framework, but I was trying to come up with a solution for my clients to where I didn't have to start over every single time and do the same files every single time. Mm -hmm. And so um, it actually came when I was really looking at us and looking for a way to really speed up my development. I mean, I was, I'm self-taught developer, so I was teaching myself WordPress theme development and and it just kind of clicked, like, this is the way I nearly was a fan from the beginning. Yeah, I know, for me, um, at first I was like, frameworks are stupid. Like, they take so much extra work to do the silly, you know, the silliest <laughs> little thing. But once it clicks, like, once you really start understanding it, and like you said, kind of reusing your code in a very quick modular way, um, it just is like a light bulb comes on, and it makes total sense of why you should use a framework, you know, and I think... Um, I think now it's much more, um, it's a much easier sell for newbies or new people getting into the industry because everyone's like, yeah, frameworks, you need to learn a framework. Um, but back then it was kind of like this newer thing that we were all trying to get a hold of what it was and why we would want to jump through extra hoops. Um, so a little bit harder sell, you know, versus like today. How people understand the, the it, I mean, it's, I try to explain it to some people that are still hesitant that, you don't have to make your own CMS and you don't have to update that CMS and you don't have to do your parent theme. You don't have to update that. You don't have to maintain that. 
all you have to do is the child theme, which is what it looks like and the layout and you know all that extra work and effort is saved and it helps you create sites quicker, faster and more efficiently. Exactly. So what so you know Genesis at this point has been around for a while. You know, it's 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 not a new kid on the block. It's a pretty established kid. It's been around. It's I think one of the coolest things outside looking in, and I guess even being on the inside, is kind of the community around Genesis. Um, it really, you know, a lot of us obviously we love the WordPress community. We, you know, we're we're huge fans of it. If you're in the community, you understand it's awesome. Um, but being able to build a community around something like Genesis, like a product, is hard to do. Right? It doesn't just happen. Like it has to be a legit product that people really are passionate about. And Genesis has that. I mean, you guys have chat rooms and podcasts and you know sites dedicated to Genesis that have no relation to StudioPress, just fans that want to help each other. Um, you know, how is that? How is that perceived kind of internally within the company? Is there kind of this? Do you just kind of let it go and let it do its own thing and grow, or is, are you trying to kind of help facilitate it, grow it in a healthy way? Um, I think um, I personally um, come from uh, avenue of wanting to help it grow. It, I mean, it's got a life of its own, really. I mean, it's like the WordPress community in a sense that um, really it's it's far bigger uh, than you know what we can facilitate ourselves. But I mean, I'm I want to further the community in in various ways, and you know, encourage people to have Genesis meetups and things like that. So. Um, you know, I love what's going on and what's happening with tutorials and resources. I mean, that's what furthers Genesis and what helps the community. I mean, everyone's so helpful and um, really um, kind of lends a helping hand when they can. And uh, and I think it's you know speaks to WordPress as a whole because you know that's how the WordPress community is. Yeah, no, that's a great point, um, and I, I would agree as well. Um, it's pretty neat. I know even when I got into Genesis, it was pretty early on. It was obvious that it, there was something kind of special about it, um, in that everybody was really. It, it's it's like the tool everybody was looking for that they didn't know they were looking for. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. And once they found it, like, oh shit, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. You know. Um, so it's kind of neat to see how that's grown over the course of the last four or five years. Um, and just really, I mean, gotten even even bigger and bigger and bigger year after year. Um, very very cool. So hats off to everybody involved. I know uh, uh, Nathan was a big you know is a big part of that and, and the whole team over there. So um, very cool to see that that moving forward. Let's talk a little bit about Studio Press. So Studio Press being the parent company of Genesis, obviously, and you were just uh, fairly recently announced that you were going to be taking over as the head of Studio Press. Yep. Um, That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so tell, tell us I'm a little very, bit about how that, that happened, and then maybe we'll kind of get into to, you know what you're kind of doing now on Studio Press. Very excited and honored to um, kind of be, and copy um, blogger, but I mean he's still very much a part of this. It, um, I am, um, I am current, so that's taken up a large portion of my. Lauren, I think we're losing you a little bit. I'm getting, it's getting pretty choppy. I'm having trouble hearing you. Um, I wonder if maybe you need to like just reconnect real quick. I think Google's having some issues tonight. Can you hear me now? 
uh, yeah, I hear you now. All right. So um, I forget where I was at. Yeah, I heard you Whoa. mention. Uh, uh, why don't you just say it all again? Because it was pretty choppy. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Um, so I'm in the middle of a complete redesign of StudioPress.com and my Studio Press, and so um, I've been focusing on that as far as heading uh, up that initiative of kind of re redoing the look. I mean, the the look is Rafal did it a few years ago. It's great, but it just needs a refresher. And um, we've got new themes in the pipeline that we're working on. Um, we just released Author Pro in a plugin to go along with Author Pro, um, but it can be used on any theme. It um, creates a custom post type for books and a library. Um, and so, yeah, we've got a lot of works. I'm also working on a copy blogger redesign, which is fake, but... So they're keeping you pretty busy, it sounds. <laughs> so, you know, Studio Press, the bread butter's obviously always been themes. Um, you know, you have Genesis, you have all your premium themes, and, and honestly, they're, uh, they're some of the the most beautiful themes I think out there. You know, it's just it really is kind of the de facto of what people look up to in terms of high quality, nice themes. You know, just good looking themes coded correctly, which is important. Um, is that kind of the goal going forward? Is kind of just stay tried and true to your, you know, to to what you've been doing and what you, you know, obviously you've been very successful at in the theme space. I know you have some plugins. I think the majority, if not all of them, are free. Is there any, you know, are you looking at any opportunities to go around the premium plugin space at all? Uh, well, I think we're having a man. Geez, I think the the um, the lag here is uh, is pretty tough. Um, Lauren, any chance that we can get you to to restart there? Um, I'm get this is choppier than um, than the dual assassination in Pelican Brief, man. Um, it's unfortunate that Google is kicking our butt right now. But if if you could restart uh, the the um, uh, on your end, that'd be awesome. And while we wait. little brief intermission there. <laughs> Let's see if uh, if Google is playing a little bit nicer. Lauren, do we have you back? Hey. There we go. There we go. Hopefully Google is going to play nice with us the rest of the show. Sorry about that. That's all right. It sounds better. Um, 
Awesome. So, yeah, we are getting into that conversation around how themes and the premium theme space has really been dominated, um, and, and you guys have really kind of been doing pretty amazingly well in the theme space. Any plans to kind of get in the premium plugin space? I know you have some free plugins out there. I think most, if not all, of your plugins are free, but um, I haven't seen a lot in, the, in terms of the premium side of plugins. Is that on the roadmap, something you guys have considered, or, or no? Um, I definitely think it's something we've considered. We haven't, um, but so far, all the plugins that we have been working on, we've decided you know should be free. So um, we don't have anything currently on the books. Awesome for a, for a paid plugin. Don't tread in our space, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't sell plugins either. So um, no, it's interesting. I know you know, and and I think the reason I asked because a lot of um, theme. Um, you know, primary, primarily theme sellers or theme-only sellers, um, I think have had to diversify a bit because the market has gotten so saturated. Like, it's just stupid the amount of, uh, comp- you know, theme companies. I, sh- I should say, quote, you know, quote-unquote theme companies because a lot of them are not, I wouldn't consider an actual company. Uh, but, um, you know, I feel like a lot of these companies had to diversify because I, I feel like just the, the, the sheer amount of options have... Um, have dinged their sales a bit. They had to figure out other ways and other interesting, unique ways to to bring in you know some money around products and plugins. Seem to be a much less saturated market. You know, it's still fairly uh, somewhat in, in its infancy in terms of like premium plugin space. Yeah, I uh, I see what you mean, and I um, I think um, you know that may be down the road. We'll see. Who knows. <laughs> You're so diplomatic. You should have just said, yeah, well, we're not, obviously not struggling like those other companies, so we don't need to do that. <laughs> but I'll say it for you. It's cool. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know you're thinking it, Dre. Uh, no, you know what I'm thinking about? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking really back to the, the initial messaging from your your um, your intro, Lauren, and, and the thought uh, behind how we really approach and, and strategically uh, really direct our, our vision for uh, the ultimate outcome of a website and and how that kind of relates to theme shops and so on. I mean, I know that um, oftentimes it's an education process when we're setting into a space where we're uh, where clients know that they they need this this new property and this new website and they have uh, kind of general business um, uh, needs that they want to uh, fulfill. Uh, we help educate them in how to get there and what that overall mission is and what uh, that content mix uh, 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 is a big part of that, but certainly kind of how people and users interact, what that funnel and that, that ultimate goal of the funnel is uh, and what that conversion looks like so that we can ultimately build all those things out into an all inclusive solution, right? It's got to be the way that people interact, the way that your conversions work, the content and how that people interact with that content. Uh, how how do we bridge that with to to these uh, these beautiful themes that you guys have created and, and and this 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 awesome product that you've created? How should people be looking at those things? Because certainly from a, um, a, a an agency perspective, we're helping them bridge that, right? Like, how do people maybe take a better And the, and then uh, we go back to turn down for what?
very lucky that I have my button on the music, so <laughs> this, is, this is how uh, good of a sound man I am. Dre, you were cutting out at the end. Uh, I'm always cutting out. It's the story of my life. I got, I got to go. In fact, when I cut out at the end of a three-day word camp, I'm cutting out in a white robe, a bottle of water, and a hugging and dos. That's how, that's how we roll. There's um, uh, a lot of truth to that. I can promise you. I've yeah. seen it. I've seen you know, it. Ultimately, Lauren, what I was getting at is as an agency, we help bridge that kind of um, overall mission uh, and, and business goal uh, that we should be thinking about that strategic approach to building a website, right, versus just kind of that spaceship uh, that, that we build. We need to understand the mission, and, and then we kind of choose and, and build the spaceship uh, uh, accordingly. Um, your, your intro made a lot of sense. How, how should people, being that, uh, most folks, maybe not using an agency, will probably buy an awesome product like uh, as something that comes from Studio Press. How do they maybe take a better approach at at uh, their messaging and that overall business goal versus just building and then kind of throwing stuff on the wall and hoping it sticks? I'm sorry, I heard about half of that. Dre, man, if you just had shorter questions, we could do this. <laughs> Oh, that was great. Um, <laughs> I got nothing. Basically, <laughs> basically, I think what you said um, was as, a, as an agency, we bridge the gap between what a client uh, knows to do and what, you know, what they should be doing, basically. Is, is that what you said? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Google is not our friend today. Dre, I think we should just uh, go right into let's uh, let's move on. Lauren, I know you just came back. Let's get over to pressing topics. We got a few uh, topics to talk about this week, and hopefully the bandwidth issue clears up. So here we go. Word. Topics of the week. Dre. You don't have it like camping, do you? You know what? I love camping. In fact, um, I've, I'm kind of I've planned an RV trip across the U.S. Well, at least halfway through the U.S. from California to Colorado, starting uh, July. I thought you might like camping. I think I remember you talking about that on our last show. So there's actually a new initiative put out there by uh -huh. our buddy Kendall, my 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 man Mendel. Mendel Carlin, uh, who we actually had on the show not too long ago, or the WordPress uh, Preacher episode, which was a great one. He's got an initiative called Camp Press. So he's kind of put a blog post out there, and what he's looking to do is a two- to three-day kind of social experiment. Um, get some like-minded people together and just unplug. Like, literally, go camp somewhere in the middle of nowhere and unplug. Turn the devices off. Disconnect. Uh, hang out as you know, creative professionals, and and just have a good time. Um, it sounds like some some kind of uh, maybe a few formal things, but for the most part, it sounds fairly informal. Um, kind of a cool idea, and I've I could definitely see myself doing something like this. I'm in. Uh, that okay. sounds awesome to me. This is so. This is just preliminary. He's basically said, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking." Um, anyone interested, I think he's looking for a location, so this would be the time if you have not heard of this. Uh, you can go to mendel.me. We'll have a link in the show notes. Oh, the first, but it's the same as that. 
Sorry, go ahead, Lauren. It's the same sort of con. Uh, I, I think your connection's dying over there. We're not getting a whole lot of what you're saying, unfortunately. Anyway, Camp Press. Check it out. Uh, there's a post actually on WP Tavern, too. He's looking for a location. He's looking for some ideas. and just looking to see generally who's interested, but he's had quite a response. Um, quite a few comments to his blog post. I think this would be really cool. The only thing I'm a little bummed on is he didn't name this... Uh, he didn't name this word stock, and I feel like we missed an opportunity there. <laughs> word stock. That should happen. Mendel, there's not, it's not too late to change it, but either way, I think it'll be fun. If it's, uh, if it's not too far away and the timing works, I might look to go out there. Um, that one looks pretty cool, though. So check it out. Dre, you still alive over there? Did Google eat you, too? Mm-hmm. Crunch, crunch, crunch. This is... <laughs> Welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Brad. All right, well, let's move on. Dre will hopefully come back. I don't know what is going on with Google tonight, but this is, uh, this is probably one of the worst bandwidth issues that we've had, and it seems to be bouncing around to all three of us. We can't even run video at this point. Which is unfortunate. Don't blame me. <laughs> we will not blame South Carolina. Or maybe we'll blame South Carolina, but not you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it seems to be kind of across all three of us, which is odd. Um, I think there might be some Google Hangout issues going on. Fortunately, Trey is out. Well, I can hear you now, so. <laughs> yeah, our audio is great now, so maybe Trey was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, what else we got here? I could run this thing without him. Dan Griffiths, our buddy Dan. My Marine Corps buddy Dan has also got something new going on in the form of a new Kickstarter campaign. And this is interesting. I really like the idea of these people, and we've talked about this on the show before, people doing kind of crowdfunding around their, their initiatives for WordPress. Um, and, 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 you know, having some, some lofty goals, but really kind of studying out what they're trying to do. So Dan is actually looking to build something that he calls HostPress. And it's a essentially a server, server management tool, very similar to like a cPanel or a Plesk, uh, but built specifically for WordPress, as I understand it. Specifically for, you know, essentially servers that would be running WordPress. So this would be that piece of software on your server that helps you kind of manage your server in more of a GUI versus command line. And I'm sure we're all familiar with cPanel or Plesk or some other um, host-specific um, panel. So he wants to make HostPress, and he has a, a campaign going. He's looking to raise, uh, looks like $175,000. Um, and he's up to about $1,200 right now. You need a cha-ching sound effect. Cha-ching! I think I might have a cha-ching. I just don't have my finger on the button fast enough. Bam! That's a lot of money. I mean, i got to be honest. That is a lot of money. I don't know if he's going to make it. Um, I think it's a cool initiative. It, I think it's... Uh, it's. Um, I think it's an a interesting idea. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there's some... some, some va there, it's a good idea, yeah, for sure, because 
all these people that run WordPress and we're using you know these these server tools built for really built for everything. They're supposed to work with everything, right? They're very kind of platform agnostic in terms of the software that you're kind of using to set up using it to set up. Uh, but imagine just having one that's specifically for WordPress. So it's only going to do the things that you care about on the WordPress space. Obviously, you have like your, you know, your MySQL and database connections and, and probably PHP MyAdmin or some form of, of admin there. But I'm sure you'd be able to, you know, install one-click install WordPress, probably manage your updates uh, from a single spot. He's got a lot of details on here, um, even some screenshots you can go check out with some kind of really preliminary stuff he's putting together so you can kind of get a better idea of what he's looking to build. But if that interests you, you know, get behind it. This could be a tool that we could all benefit from. And, you know, even if you're only throwing the lowest uh, perk is 25 bucks. So even if you can throw 25 bucks at it, every little bit could help. Um, if it's something that interests you, get behind it. Really back it. We'll have to keep some tabs on it and see how well it does. How do you think the uh, the, the managed hosting providers in the space will, will uh, consume this? I'm sorry. Are you are you on this show? I thought I thought this was the broadcast. <laughs> No, it is the broadcast. Apparently, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> my internets are broken. I think all of our internets are broken. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question because to, to and that's a great point to be honest. Because um, you know, I, every host kind of has their own. Every I would I should say every WordPress specific host kind of has their own portal, right? Um, would they adopt something like this and try to have something that's maybe built? a little bit more by the community that they could use to power it. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like they've probably spent so much time on their own portal that they're not just going to abandon it that quickly. But that would that that could be a backer that could probably get this thing done. You get like a WP Engine or a Pagely or even a couple of them behind something like this, and that, you know, they'll make it happen. So we will see what happens. We'll keep an eye on host press. We'll have a link in our show notes. You can go check that out and support uh, Dan's initiative here. What else we got to talk about, Mr. Dre? I think you got offended. Oh, well, you know, I have lots to talk about. Hey, I was at Jeep Jamboree this week, and that was awesome. Is that, is that not the topic of the discussion here? <laughs> what is that? We were talking about camping. I went. Kind of. <laughs> Kind of. Uh, Jeep Jamboree is, uh, they, they happen nationwide. Kind of think of them as word camps for Jeeps. Um, and you get out and you go uh, you go play uh, play on the trails at, at the designated area and, uh, in groups. And it's pretty awesome. You meet new people and you go wheeling. It's pretty cool. What type of Jeep do you have? I have a Wrangler JK that I've been building, uh, a 2014 that uh, they hit some pretty nasty stuff. Call it Project Stank Guy. Stank Guy. <laughs> he has an actual <laughs> sticker decal of his face on the side of his truck. Can you <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, well, so, so, yeah, you're killing my... See, now now that's going to have to be my, my bar trick is the, 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 the project page for Stank Guy. We'll, we'll put that out there today. <laughs> good stuff. I have a, um, a hand-me-down Grand Cherokee. Not the same, but <laughs> it's a Jeep. Yes, uh, yeah. So I, I'd like to, I'd like to convert the motor to a Hemi at some point in the, in the Wrangler. Those uh, pen stars are not cool, but gets me through the rocks just fine. It's pretty good. All right. Man, it sounds like we've stabilized a little bit here. What? So, what do you guys think about this whole WordPress.com suspending theme submissions from new sellers? Where's that going? Well, nowhere now, <laughs> right? 
They stopped it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, well so actually, you know, Lauren, you might have some some insider info or something. Do you guys actually do any themes on .com now? Um, we used to in the past. Um, I don't think currently we have any up there. Um, but uh, we um, yeah. Uh, as far as it, you know, I think they are still going to accept themes from current sellers, aren't they? It sounds like yeah, it, yeah, maybe it's new sellers. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's things like this kind of suck, you know, because it's like on one hand, it's it's their call; they can do whatever they want. I get it. Um, on the other hand, it's just like you feel like they're kind of making it up as they go. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like oh well, let's try it. Oh well, we're gonna stop it, but not really. Uh, uh, mo much more info than that, other than yeah, you know, it was an experiment and we were done. So what does that mean? You know, like I don't know. I mean, it's I thought it was kind of cool. It gets community more involved. It also I would think would be kind of a win-win for automatic because it gets more products they can sell, and I'm sure they're getting a cut of everything that gets sold. Um, and the obviously the theme designer and developer is getting a, a nice chunk, and it's opening up you know that sales funnel of millions and millions and millions of WordPress users to um, you know some themes and authors that maybe otherwise they wouldn't have ever found. Um, certainly not on .dot com, um, but even even there, you know. So um, it, you know, I hope they bring something back because I think it's cool when they're allowing the community to get involved and to to make some money through .dot com. Um, and to you know showcase and, and, and sell their themes, get more people on them. Yeah, we'll have to keep it on it. I would be curious about that. If they're going to allow existing sellers, um, if so, how long does that last? Is that going to last forever? They're going to just take all those themes offline. You know what's the what's the long what's the long plan here? Um, it'd be cool to get a few more details on that um, if they even have them. I don't know. Maybe they're kind of just figuring this out. We will see. Uh, a lot of things to come, I think, in the WordPress space in general. I think earlier this year, uh, one of the first episodes that we had, uh, we were asked predictions. And one of the things that I said is that there may be a potential fork of WordPress sometime in the near future. And one of the things that I thought about was really um, uh, targeting niche kind of uh, uh, ways to, to build WordPress specific to your needs. I mean, you're um, maybe um, um, an a lawyer firm or what have you and you need specific packages or things installed to make your site work specific to your need almost in the in the way that uh, Linux packages uh, things that you may need and has um, uh, built-in kind of dependency management wherein you you hey here's your kernel and here's all the stuff that you install that make your word you know your your um, your Linux install work for you I, I can see WordPress kind of going that way um, I would say that I was the first one to say that this year, but WP Tavern dropped a post uh, talking about that and some other prophecies this week. Um, WordPress will have a dependency management uh, capability is, is what uh, Peter Sum, uh, who is the guest, guest author there, uh, said, and, and I, I tend to agree that it's going to head that way at some point. Um, Another piece they, they talked about was WordPress will be just a back end with the REST API coming. Uh, there will be a, just a very different approach to WordPress. I think that'll be slow moving, uh, but certainly uh, it's uh, leaning that direction. I think adoption at the um, the development, you know, uh, the, the developer 
kind of uh, realm uh, that makes a lot of sense for end users. I think that'll be a little bit slower moving, but certainly it is it is moving that way. Uh, lastly, uh, WordPress will continue to become more decoupled. Uh, I think that kind of directly relates to that just back end approach, um, and certainly the the uh, the dependency management and having packages kind of man you know managing the, the the different functionality and things that you're looking for. What do you guys take away from this post or that whole ideology that that WordPress is maybe <coughs> becoming more more of that full um, kind of web OS? If you will, if you kind of relate that to the way that Linux approaches things, makes sense to me. I mean, um, I certainly agree with. Well, the second point, WordPress will just will be just a backend. I actually would take that one step farther and say, there won't be a backend to WordPress. You know, it will be WordPress would be just the display, um, and all interaction with your data would happen somewhere else and just interact with WordPress through the API. I think that's that's a more realistic. Um, approach. WordPress is going to be more just a, a, a display piece, you know, versus the actual management piece. Yeah, and I think that that's been something that's been thrown around too, right? The, the WordPress dashboard as the back end, um, and just you, know, you build a simple API around it, kind of you hook in, and and kind of data goes where it needs to go from there. But that's that's really where you control the the, the integrations of whatever you're bringing in, right? I can see it. Yeah, I mean, you know, any 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 changes like around kind of the dependency management, Dre. I know, like you said, you've talked about that quite a bit. Uh, you know, those are they're gonna they're gonna take uh, some big decisions with a lot of the key players to kind of get behind it and and support it for anything like that to even have a chance of moving forward. So, assuming you know more of the core uh, developers kind of get behind it and, and rally for it. Uh, and certainly, we'll see that sooner rather than later. It's just a matter of where in the in the in the line of everything else is that you do you prioritize that, you know? Yep. All makes sense to me. It's all coming together now, man. And it has been a great episode, although uh, with some of these technical difficulties that I know that I've had on my end, um, Lauren, I would love to ask you to come back in short in a short time frame here to kind of re redo this. Uh, uh, I think it's only fair. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm going to put it on, on my bandwidth here. It's been terrible, it seems. Um, now, I think it, it, before we do that, we're going to go ahead and finish this uh, the show in, in, in style. Uh, we've got uh, Bar Tricks. Brad, why don't we push into Bar Tricks? Why don't we push into Bar Tricks? Let me show you bar trick. Yeah. Oh, I already called it out. I'm uh, I'm addicted to Jeeps. I'm addicted to hitting the trails and exploding <laughs> stuff on my Jeep. It's awesome. So I, I put I've been building a, a Wrangler 20 uh, 2013. I'm sorry, 2014 Wrangler for the last uh, year. Got it at the beginning of the year, and I put it through some of the nastiest trails in the San Bernardino Mountains this week in at, uh, an event called Jeep Jamboree. I call it uh, the 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 word camps of jeeping, um, the word camps of, of wheeling. It was exciting. It was a good time, exhilarating, and it's been fun uh, building this thing. Come give me some love. Head, head over to Facebook, uh, and you'll see uh, if you head over to facebook.com slash projectstankguy, you'll see the uh, the rig and uh, some pretty cool pictures of me uh, hitting the, some of the rocks in Southern California. There you go. My bar trick has nothing to do with, Word, with WordPress, but... Um, there you go. Those are the best kind. 
All right, back in um, for a real bar trick. Back in college, I could bust the bottom, <laughs> pop the bottom of the bottle out. That's um, only only a, a, a girl from South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> but for my uh, web bar trick, um, I wanted to plug uh, my buddy Rafal Tamal's ebook, um, the Web Design Handbook, Essential Web Design Handbook. Um, that's rafaltamal.com, and um, he's gone through and put together a cool little ebook with lots of great information on his process and what he does um, to design websites and um, thought I'd go ahead and tell people to take a look. That is a pretty, that's a pretty talented dude. Yes, they're, they're, you took the words out of my mouth. He, the dude is sick. Like just a uh, genius pretty much. Just, just saying. Genius! I have a bar. Maybe track. a future, maybe a future host of the Dragcast. I'm just oh, throwing that out yeah. there. We should, you know, get him on before Brian Gardner. <laughs> hey, him. hey, Brian! Brian's been asked, and Brian uh, likes to disappear at his local Starbucks. So I, I'm putting that on Brian. Oh. <laughs> I love you, Brian. <laughs> we'll get him on one of these days. We'll all be, be uh, awesome. all three of us. All three of us will be at the Circles Conference, too, if anybody's going to that. Um, it's uh, in Texas in September. Oh, very cool. Oh, yeah. Definitely have to check that out. My bar trick this week is a, a new mobile app released by AppPressor, which is a company I'm part of. And it's a cool app. So this app uh, we built, it essentially um, is built with AppPressor, obviously and BuddyPress and WordPress, and it's a fun little app that we're kind of putting together to uh, showcase some of the things we're, that you can do with that presser to help us test out new features um, and to just have a fun app for, for WordPress community. So you can kind of log in. It's a very social app. You can chat with other members, send messages, friends, all the traditional BuddyPress stuff. Um, you can check in, which is a new feature on AppPressor now with the geolocation add-on, so you can do check-ins. So you can check into WordCamps and other WordPress events. You can upload pictures and videos, um, all sorts of cool stuff. So definitely check it out. It is available for iOS and Android. Just search for Press Chat, one word. Um, and we actually have uh, a cool blog post about not only the app, but also how we built it and customized it. So if you're if the app interests you and something you might want to try building with AppPressor, um, just go to appressor.com slash blog. And the very first post, the most recent post, is how we customize our BuddyPress app, Press Chat. Um, it's kind of neat. It talks about how we did the check-in, how we did the custom homepage, the login, intro screen, all that good stuff. Um, so definitely check it out. It's pretty awesome. Press Chat. Press Chat. I can dig it. Uh, I can dig App Presser. It's it's pretty fresh. Um, Circles Conference, you mentioned, it's coming up in September, folks. If you want to uh, figure out if it's for you, which, hey, why not? Um, CirclesConference.com, uh, coming up in September. Um, in, in a little bit, uh, uh, well, geez, May. I'm talking this weekend is WordCamp Maine. Awesome. Uh, Scott Taylor, uh, keynote. WordCamp Miami coming up. Uh, Orange County, the beginning of June. Philly, the second week of June. Philly! And Europe. Sorry. Yeah. I think uh, WordCamp Europe's right after Philly, the 26th and the 28th. So a lot of really cool events coming up. 
Um, don't hesitate to visit the uh, WordCamp.org site for WordCamps. Uh, again, circlesconference.com if you're interested in heading over to that event. Uh, it's uh, uh, certainly an interesting episode. Uh, Lauren, you're amazing, uh, and I want to talk to you some more. I'd love to have you back. Where can people find you uh, on the Internet? Um, on Twitter, um, my name, Lauren Makey. Most of my handles are my name, Lauren Makey, so just Google me. Love it. Bradford, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you doing? You want to know where you can find me? Wow. Yeah, well, yeah. How you doing? An answer to how you doing would have been great. But, yeah, where can people find you? I said I'm doing well. I blame Google. You can find me Dang. Twitter, WilliamsBA, or obviously I'll be at WordCamp Philly. It's going to be an amazing event. Dre, you better make it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, hey, we're, we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. You can find me at Damn You Google Hangouts. Damn you, Google Hangouts. <laughs> I'm at Dre Meta, uh, and for the Red and Dread, I'm the Doctor. Thanks for joining us on episode 080. Awesome. With Lauren Mankey. Gosh, we'll hope to have you back soon. You guys have a good one. <laughs> Deuces. Booyah! There you have it, folks, the latest edition of the Dreadcast. If you dig the show, make sure you pass it on. If you have content for the show, want to submit to be a guest host, or just want to listen to older episodes, visit the Dreadcast website at dreadcast.com. While you're there, make sure you click the iTunes subscribe link to catch us on iTunes. Don't forget to follow at Dreadcast on Twitter, and we thank you for tuning in. Join Dre and Brad plus some new guest host next week. Yes! on another episode of the Dreadcast. Yeah.